and welcome to On the Blue Couch. I'm Kathleen coming to you from my couch in my office in Lakeview. This podcast provides information, inspiration, and ideas around all things related to what happens within us and around us so that you can live today and fully. This is podcast number two. I want to go to therapy. Now what? Finding a therapist. Hi, and welcome to On the Blue Couch. Thank you so much for listening in to the second podcast. Um, I am really excited about continuing on with providing you really good information on things that you know are related to mind, body, health, um, so that you can really live um, the life that you desire. Um, today, I decided to start with... Um, Finding the Right Therapist as one of the you know first podcasts in the series because I run into this all the time with friends and family where they either know someone who's looking for a therapist or they might even be looking for a therapist themselves. So um, I want to have this information just out there and if you ever need to refer back, you can always come back to podcast two. So I'm going to take you through some very simple, easy steps. Um, in narrowing down your search. And any websites that I mentioned today will be listed on my website. Um, So if you aren't able to write anything down, no worries. Um, So whether you've been thinking about a therapist going to therapy or whether you're not even considering it, um, these steps will be useful um, now or, you know, in the future. Because finding a therapist can be daunting, sometimes overwhelming, but it definitely doesn't have to be. So I'm going to take you from what I call the prep step all the way to going to your first appointment and what that can be like. So I really think by having a game plan, this can make it easier and help you narrow in on what you need and want. Um, So for some people wanting to find a therapist, it's the first time going to therapy, while for others, it's coming back to therapy after some time. So do know this, therapy is an investment. It's time, it's money, it's energy. We are talking about your life. And I think it takes strength to go to therapy, to sit there with a person and share what's going on for you. Um, That is not easy. And I also want to mention that you are worth it and that this whole therapeutic process for you can be life-giving. Your life can become better. Um, You can reach goals that you just didn't even know existed for you. Um, You can walk through something that you just didn't think you'd end up on the other side. So finding the right therapist is super important. Um, And I want to share that last week I went to a networking event with other therapists And we like to meet up and talk about what we do. Um, And, you know, I like to share what I do and I like to hear what other people do because we, as a community of therapists, find it important to know what people's specialties are so that we can refer potential clients uh, to the right therapist. So while we do like to, you know, meet with clients and get new clients, uh, we also very much value that the clients that come to see us are um, getting the best treatment. Okay, so let's start with what I'm going to call the prep step. 
And what comes to mind for me when I think of a prep step is something like cooking or painting. And so we know when we cook or bake, it's really helpful to know what ingredients you're going to be using. Sometimes it's helpful to get out, out the ingredients, uh, have them ready to go, as well as, um, you know, have materials out. Maybe the oven needs to be set to a certain um, degree before we uh, begin, whatever the case. And for painting, if you don't prep a room, you're going to end up with paint splatter all over the place that you're going to end up having to clean up later or have a really hard time getting off. So the prep step here is super important. And it really, I think, has two parts. And the two parts to this prep step include knowing what's going on with you and two, um, figuring out if you want to use your insurance and if so, finding out what your benefits are. It's, I can't tell you enough how important finding out about your benefits um, is. So what I want you to start with is the question, why am I going to therapy? Why do I want to go? And what you can do is kind of maybe make a list of writing it down. You could also just keep that list in your mind, but really kind of come up with a, a general idea of why you want to go and as well as maybe more specific reasons. Because the more information that you're able to really articulate, the easier it is going to be to connect that to finding the right therapist and then communicating it to potential therapists that you might go and see. The other question to ask is maybe, what do I want? It could be something like, I want to feel better. Um, I want to be able to understand why I'm not feeling better. Um, I need support in my grief. Um, what is this thing called grief? Why, why does it hurt so much? Why is it so painful? Um, so why am I going? You know, maybe you lost somebody in your life um, that was super, it was really important to you. Um, maybe something bad really happened. Maybe you're experiencing a ton of chronic stress. So why am I going and then what do I want? So know that the words that you use to describe why you're going may translate into other words. For example, a bad thing or a very bad thing that happened to you, um, or maybe in the past, might be a stressor or a series of stressors. It could also be a trauma. Um, it could also be that you're going through a grief loss reaction, depending on the context. So just know that there's a bunch of possibilities based on kind of your description of what's happening for you. Okay, so the insurance part of the prep step. Do I want to use my insurance? And if so, what does my plan cover? Now, I'm going to start by talking about the Parity Act just briefly because I think it's super important and I'm really glad that um, this was enacted. Um, so I recommend the website mentalhealth.gov and I will include this on my website. It has a lot of resources around um, mental health, what people go through, um, what treatments are helpful, um, what your rights are um, as somebody who's experiencing all of this, um, how to help someone who might be going through something or may show signs of a mental illness. 
Um, so the Parity Act pretty much requires that when offered, health insurance coverage for mental and substance use disorder benefits is no more restrictive than benefits for physical health conditions. So no longer is um, mental health kind of in its box over here, whereas you know we have medical coverage. It, they're equal, they're seen as equal. Um, and it makes sense because it's not like our head is disconnected from our body. <laughs> you know, it makes who we are as people, I think, more integrated. The fact that we can treat both um, mental health and um, any medical conditions um, under the same coverage. Okay, so I highly, highly recommend calling your insurance company to make sure you know your plan. I know this can be a pain. However, this will pay off in the long run, big time. So the pinch that you may experience with wait times and insurance jargon is much better than a punch to the gut later on. When you find out that the therapist you have now had multiple sessions with is either not in network with your insurance company or you have not met your deductible. So that punch can be the bill that you receive and owe. Also, I have to say that at least with the insurance company that I'm paneled with, I have had pretty good experience when calling to follow up on anything related to insurance. So I will say this again, document the time, date, and rep you spoke with and get a first and last name and the info that they provide it. So have a pen and paper ready when you call. Okay, so now it's time to call your insurance company and find out about your benefits. So make sure to have your um, insurance card or at least your um, ID number and group number and have that pen and paper so that you can take down information about your plan. And you're simply gonna say, I want to go to therapy and I want to find out what my plan does and does not cover. Um, specifically, the kind of therapy you'll be, um, you're seeking is psychotherapy. So that's really how we bill um, for, you know, going to therapy. Um, to also be differentiated from um, anything related to psychiatry or um, psychoanalysis. So I am going to provide a website on my website again. It's um, through WebMD, and it clarifies what the difference is between a psychiatrist, psychologist, um, professional counselors, um, social workers, and any other kind of mental health provider so that you can really see the difference. But what you really, when you're going to go into your search, you really want to look at uh, people's specialties. Okay, so you're going to start by, you know, saying that I want to find out um, about what my plan does and does not cover regarding psychotherapy and ask any follow-up questions if you're unclear as to what is covered and what is not. So typically therapists meet with clients, um, there's like a 45 to 52 minute, I think, billing code, as well as 60 minutes. My experience and what I personally um, do in my own practice is I typically meet with clients for 60 minutes. Um, and so that's what I do bill for. Okay, so now that you have that information about what your insurance plan does and does not cover, you want to check in about your deductible. 
Um, do I have a deductible? And if so, how much? This is a really important question, and I recommend asking it even if you think you have the answer to this question. Um, when I was first starting out, even though I've had insurance, you know, most of my life, um, I was still unclear about how this all worked, and I really had to educate myself about it. Okay, so the deductible is the amount you must pay out of pocket before your benefits kick in. I mean, you already have your benefits, but before the insurance company um, starts covering that. Plans with higher deductibles often have lower monthly rates, so require more out of pocket upfront. So let's pretend that you have a deductible of $500. You must pay that out of pocket, that being your pocket, before your insurance company covers any part of a session. Also note that your deductible may kick in at a certain month. If you have a deductible and have not met it, pay close attention here. So what does that mean for out-of-pocket? You will need to pay the insurance company's reimbursement rate, not the therapist's hourly rate, until you've met your deductible. So let's say your benefits are with Joe Schmo Insurance and a therapist you want to see is in network with Joe Schmo Insurance. First off, if that therapist is in network, the keywords being in network, then they are required to take your insurance. And if they are out of network, we will get to that. So what happens when a therapist is in network and there's a you have a deductible? So let's say that that therapist charges $150 per session for a 60-minute psychotherapy session. What happens is the therapist bills Joe Schmo Insurance using the code, I'm just going to throw it out there, 90837, and enters their own hourly rate of, let's say, 150 when submitting billing. The insurance company reimburses that therapist a rate based on their own company's fee schedule. And this is what ends up being the contracted rate. So oftentimes this contracted rate um, is a portion of the therapist's hourly rate. So if Joe Schmo reimburses the therapist 110 for a 60-minute session, then that is the rate that you pay your therapist until you meet the deductible. So then Joe Schmo Insurance takes over and continues paying the contracted rate after you've made your deductible, after you've met it. So just to clarify, you do not pay the 150 in this case. Uh, you pay 110, the example of a contracted rate. And the reason I share this is because this is important for figuring out how many sessions it will take to meet your deductible. Um, so whether or not you have a deductible, make sure to ask the next question. Do I have a copay or coinsurance uh, payment? And if so, what is it? This is often listed on your insurance card for office visits, but it never hurts to ask. Um, more often than not, people do have a copay, but I have run into situations, situations in which all services are totally covered. So the copay is your portion of the contracted rate. Um, it can range anywhere from $10 to $35, and the coinsurance rate is a percentage of what you owe um, after you have met your deductible. So, and if you are unclear about something, ask, ask, ask. Reps are there to make your plan more understandable and clear. And actually, that's part of your right um, 
as actually under the Affordable Care Act is being clear on your benefits and having it communicated in such a way um, that you can understand them. Okay, so if you are satisfied with this information and that you've received, make sure to document again the date, time, info of benefits, and the first and last name of the person you spoke with. Okay, so now you're done with the prep step and now you get to move on to your search. And there's lots of ways to search um, or find a therapist. So one of them is through referrals. You could ask your primary care doctor, maybe a dentist, maybe your acupuncturist, a friend or family member. And you can also do a search online. So simply typing in things like your city, um, therapist, therapy, you'll be brought to a very long list of results. Now I'm going to recommend two sites. Uh, one is called goodtherapy.org, and the other one is psychologytoday.com. And I'm going to um, focus on psychologytoday.com and kind of what it looks like to use the therapist finder on that site. And again, I will list these on my website. So Psychology Today has um, a find a therapist um, directory, and when you go to the Psychology Today website at the top, it says home and then find a therapist. And it says you can find a therapist, find a psychiatrist, find a therapy group, find a treatment facility. And then the last question is, do I need therapy? So if you are just wanting to find a therapist, then just click on the find the therapist. The thing I do like about Psychology Today is a couple of things. One is that they check up on each person in their directory, um, their licensure, um, and degrees. So it's very important that you are seeing a licensed um, mental health provider. And you can also do licensed lookups if you ever want to. Um, and I do recommend it, actually. Um, in Illinois, we have the Illinois Department of, I think, Financial and Professional Regulation. And you just do a licensed lookup for you know, whatever um, licensure that person has. And there should be information, yes or no, they are licensed, and then have they ever been disciplined, which is also good information to have. And in every state, it's a little bit different. I know in the state of California, it's consumer, it's like Department of Consumer Affairs or something like that. But each state has something like that. So anyway, after you click on Find a Therapist on the Psychology Today website, um, you're taken to a page that asks you to type in your zip code or city. So go ahead and do that. And then you're given a bunch, a long list um, in the directory of providers in your area and surrounding area. And you just, each person has a picture. You click on what looks good to you as far as a description. And then you're taken to a page that has pretty uniform information, but of course, every page is going to be a little bit different depending on what that therapist's specialties are, do they take insurance or not. But there's going to be an about section that tells you about the therapist's philosophy, um, info about how they view therapy, um, anything that they think is important for a potential client to know. Their qualifications, degree certifications. Again, that WebMD um, link that I'm going to provide you um, will provide, again, information on the difference between, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, counselors, social workers. 
so that you can get an idea of what the difference is. Uh, fees, what are their session rates? Uh, do they take insurance? What insurance are they in network with? Um, so you're going to get a pretty good idea of um, what this therapist is about. And you can always email and call and also check out their website because there is often a link from that page to their website. If you have any questions, like you want to clarify something, like you have listed on here DBT, what is that? Um, we, like in our field, we have a ton of acronyms around things. And sometimes it can be actually pretty overwhelming. Um, but you can always check in around that as well. Um, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? If there is a therapist you really want to work with who is out of network, so let's say that you're with Joe Schmo Insurance and they take, um, you know, Joe Smith uh, Insurance. Um, is this therapist such a good fit that you would be willing to either pay out of pocket their full fee or would you be willing to check in with your insurance company about seeing what they will and will not cover because therapists who are out of network um, can provide you with a bill a super bill with um, you know the sessions uh, the, the billing codes um, and what they charge so that you can maybe have a couple sessions maybe covered or a percentage um, of the fee covered. So it's always good to check with that if there's a therapist you really want to see. So I also want to share with you just this idea of why therapists do not take insurance sometimes. And this is, it's not just limited to what I'm saying. There could be other reasons. But my experience has been this, is that um, therapists are required to provide a diagnosis uh, when they bill for insurance. And there are times that an insurance company may request uh, some treatment information, any progress that's been made, a uh, treatment plan. And the thing about therapy is that it's confidential. So we really, that's part of our ethical code. That's part of the work that we do. It is confidential except under certain circumstances, which when you go to therapy, your therapist um, should and will uh, tell you about. But for the most part, yes, it's confidential. And so it gets kind of complicated for therapists when, we're, when we run up against this. Um, and so we try to provide enough information where the insurance company is satisfied while also trying to keep as much of what you share and talk about confidential. Um, and also it requires you know, a lot of paperwork to do billing. That's another reason that some people just aren't interested in being on panels. Now, a reason to be in network is that more people might come your way, right? So somebody who wants to use their insurance is going to look for a therapist uh, who's in network with that insurance panel. So there are pros and cons uh, to both. So I also want to mention that therapists use, um, you know, under a treatment approach, therapists often do use a range of approaches and modalities. So for example, I'm a relational psychodynamic therapist who uses DBT, EMDR, mindfulness, meditation, uh, when it would work for a client. Now, what does that even mean? Well, that's the reason 
I like to um, share that when clients have a question or potential clients are like, what does that even mean? But that we don't necessarily just stick with one thing because not everyone's the same. And um, in order to provide the best treatment, we like to have different options in our own toolboxes. So um, lastly, we're getting to kind of the last steps. So you've done the prep step, you've done your search, and you've you know hopefully written down or narrowed down which therapist could be a good fit for you. And so now it's time to reach out either through email. Um, some therapists have contact forms on their uh, websites. Um, or just call and say, I'm interested in finding out more. I'm interested in setting up an initial appointment. Okay, so then it's time to make your appointment, and then it's making it to your first appointment. Now, going in to talk about yourself, um, things that are coming up for you, things that are overwhelming can bring up a certain level of anxiety, mixed emotions about things. So know that it can feel uncomfortable at times. And that's totally normal. That's okay. Um, also know that this is really good self-care and that you're doing something for yourself that is truly a gift, that's truly life-giving, and you'll probably learn a ton about yourself that you didn't even know existed. So therapy can be a really great process to go through. Um, but sometimes, even with it being uncomfortable, I sometimes compare it to a massage, you sometimes have to get that elbow into the back to work out the knots, and it can be a little bit uncomfortable, sometimes painful. You may experience soreness afterwards, um, but then that goes away, and you did actually work out that knot, and your body might end up feeling better. Um, okay, so you make it to your appointment. You meet with your therapist. Um, you get to decide if the therapist is a good fit, and we understand that therapist and client fit is important. So if it's not working for you as far as um, working together, that's okay. I also want to say this. If you're feel feeling a high level of anxiety, that doesn't mean necessarily the therapist is the wrong fit. Um, I think that's sometimes something to share with your therapist. I've been experiencing a great deal of anxiety coming here for the past weeks, and I just want you to know that. And that can really help um, foster the therapeutic process. Um, we as therapists sometimes refer clients out if we figure out that for treatment they need someone else um, whose specialty will better fit their needs. So ethically, we're really required to refer out when we don't have training in that specific area. And so do not take that personally. It's just part of it. So I want to thank you for joining and listening in on podcast number two of On the Blue Couch. Now, I said that I would provide my website because I will have a list of websites that I did provide uh, in this podcast. And so currently, my the email address, um, I'm sorry, the website that I'm using is Kathleen R. Brennan Therapy.com. So Kathleen R. Last name Brennan, B as in boy, R-E-N-N-A-N, therapy.com. Um, also, I want to hear from you. I want your questions, comments, any ideas for future podcasts. So you can email me at Kathleen at uh, onthebluecouch.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to uh, future podcasts. And until next time, take good care.